That's your ex? That's my, re- my recent ex. My Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike, the creator of the One Life podcast, believes most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike wants you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities, and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in e-life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike M.C. Reed. And this is the One Life Podcast where we talk about positive psychology while taking care of our well-being and telling your story because everybody has an amazing story. Today's episode is sponsored by the Funky Egyptian Creations, hand pours, soy candles, and vintage glasses with healing crystals in each candles. You can find her at Pretty Little Poppy over here, Pretty Little Poppy Marketplace. So come on and get your vintage uh, glass soy candles, y'all. In studio today, we have Brittany Pettis. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got it. Pettis. Yes, sir. <laughs> Digital creator, rapper, comedian, artistic director for Zebra Improv. Yes. You got a lot of titles. I'm also a teacher. I teach oh, improv shit. and acting. Oh, shit. I missed some things. Yeah. And then my most important job, I'm a mother. Wow. That's, that the, is, most, that's the most that important is, one. That is. How old is your daughter That's my favorite now? one. 18. She is 18 Oh, she's old. an adult now. Yeah, she's grown. <laughs> is an adult yeah she's she's good you're she's done good. did she just turn 18 this year last year october october oh. 2nd she turned 18 oh, yeah wow. yeah but you still graduated guys? from high school yeah i feel like i accomplished that's a big hey, well you did it heck yeah and i was i was in high school when i had her so hey so me and my ex-wife my first wife right because that's who i um, have my two kids with my daughter's 21 and my um son is uh 26 mm-hmm. oh i take that back I hope she ain't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter just turned 22 the other day. Cool. And my son will be 27 in a couple of weeks. But uh, whenever they have birthdays, mm-hmm. like me and, her, me and my ex-wife, we always say happy birthday to us. <laughs> okay. Like, we, it, like, it shouldn't it be like our celebration? Right, right. We did this. <laughs> we did this. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't about you. Yeah. <laughs> This is hard work. Like, where's our celebration every year? Right, right. I'm going to start celebrating my day on my daughter's birthday from now on. Right. I think yeah. we should, though. Right? Like, we very did smart. all the work. That was very smart. So even, like, 18, mm-hmm. like, 18 years, you, you got her to adulthood. Yeah, man. That's an accomplishment. It's been it's been the most rewarding, tough experience of my life, like, mm-hmm. Not tough in a sense where she's a good kid. Like I've, mm. she makes parenting easy in that sense. I've never gotten a bad report from any of her teachers. She doesn't party. She doesn't do drugs. She doesn't like. She's like the model kid. The opposite of you. The opposite of me. <laughs> like I didn't get no revenge. <laughs> my mom was like, "I can't wait till you have this girl. She's gonna be my revenge." I didn't get none. Of, I didn't All get right. none of the, none of it back that I got, gave to my mom. I was terrible. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, you worry a lot. Like I'm a worrier. Mm-hmm. So when you have someone who is like so reliant on you, you feel like a sense of like, you need to protect them at all times. And I'm learning to like, let that go. 
it's been really, really a struggle right. to allow her to live, but I can't create like this unrealistic world where it's just cushiony and you know what I mean? Mm. Like butterflies and rainbows. But I mean, it, that's the I, challenge. I think, part. I think I worry a little bit now mm-hmm. because during like junior high school and high school, like my daughter, she was straight A student. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a track star. Like even like before um, she went to she went to Canyon High School in, in Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm. Before she even went there, in her junior high um, years, she ran track, but she had a track meet at the high school. They put her name on a wall because she broke one of the records. Nice. So like my daughter was always into like whatever she wanted to get into. Like she was in the track at that time, so she was just focused on that. She's focused on her schoolwork, right? So I never had to worry about her. <clears throat> she only had three uh, three friends her whole, like, uh, high school mm. years. Like, she didn't hang out. She didn't want a lot of friends. She right. Don't, she, don't, she don't like drama. So she Wonderful. stayed away from all that. Yeah. So I never had to worry about her. Right. Even when she went to college, uh, her first couple of years, like, we got her car. Her car sat in the garage. <laughs> she didn't want to go nowhere. Like, my daughter really, like. Really? Straight homebody. You like, know what? My daughter's the same way. And, and my, my, my ex-wife, she was like, look, because we, we actually had to talk her into getting a car. She didn't want a car at first. What kid don't want a car? You know what? <laughs> I'm hearing that more and more and more because my daughter is the same way. She's, she doesn't want to drive. She but doesn't want to drive. I asked her. I said, why you don't want a car? She was like, because mom's my Uber. <laughs> her mom was like... See, <laughs> her mom was like a uh, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but she was driving her everywhere, right? And it was like, yeah. Okay, so. yeah. So, but anyway, so my ex, she had her schedule had changed to where um, her office had changed to where she was going to be driving further. She was like, "Look, for you to go to school, because my daughter in college, she only went to class like Thursday and Friday. She's mm-hmm. like, you got to get to class. I'm not going to be able to take you no more. So that we part. had to talk her in. Like it took us a year to get her car. Wow. To talk her into it. That's crazy. And then she's like, look, we get your car. It's not going to sit in the garage because that's just a waste of money. Yeah. You're going to drive it. Right, right. <laughs> but she really didn't drive it. I think the second year she had it, then she started going to her friend's house. Mm. That first year, yeah, she only went to school and came back. That car sat in the garage. That's nuts. I wanted to drive so bad. Like, <laughs> I wanted to get on the road. I was I was fast at everything. I, I had was- a daughter at 17. So, I mean, but for me, I wanted to get on the road. I got a job, like, even when I didn't have a job, I was like trying to uh, find ways to make money. I was driving when I was fourteen. My my older sister um, gave me uh, start teaching me how to drive when I was fourteen. Oh damn! Okay. Yeah, but I was on my own since I was fourteen, though. I think that's why. Oh okay. Oh shoot! I, I left I the house when I was fourteen. You. That's a lot you don't know about me. Do you, Do you want to? Elaborate. This show Why is you? not about me. This oh, see, okay, my bad. See, it says one life podcast. <laughs> it's your story. This is my, <laughs> my story? story. Yeah, we can uh, talk about Britney. Yeah, well, that, I mean, you made it all interesting. I, I mean, know. I am interesting. Okay, I mean, we'll, I t- we'll talk later. We'll talk <laughs> later. <laughs> anyways, uh, before we get into your story, I actually want to um, highlight to you about uh, this whole Cat Williams thing. You have any comments about or opinions about that? You know what? You you comedian. So I gotta I, ask. Okay, so I only saw a little snippet of it. I, uh-huh. I'm seeing all the comments and um, all the like uh, everybody responding responding to it. But I think the only part that I really saw, and I don't know if the whole interview was full of crazy stuff, was the oh, Ricky was. Smiley Smiley uh, oh, incident. It was. He went in. And he went in on everybody? He went in on everybody. He didn't even hold nothing back. He went really? in guns blazing. 
Was it, do you think that it was, he was just speaking facts or do you think he was walling out? No. So my opinion on it, and normally I don't give opinions about stuff like this. Um, and this is not even what my show is about, but only reason why I brought it up is because this, this is what I talk about all the time. It has to do with mental health. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the Will Smith slap. Mm-hmm. Will Smith slap didn't have nothing to do with the joke. Right. It's, it's about people holding things in and not addressing things from their past. 100%. And then it comes out. Mm-hmm. And one thing I learned in when I was going to therapy is that the longer you hold things in, the bigger the explosion. 100%. And I felt like this was Cat's explosion. Because he even said it in the beginning of the show, like he doesn't do interviews. Like you don't never see him doing interviews or anything. Mm-hmm. He said he wanted to come on here and kind of air things out. Yeah. So when you listen to like what he was saying, it was like you got to really sit back and not listen to the people that comment and all that. Right. Those half those people are stupid. Like, <laughs> period. Um, but I was listening to, to to the show and I was like, OK, let's digest this. What was the purpose? Mm. None of these people did anything to you. Right. So what was the purpose behind it? Right. It, it really was about him his explosion like the will smith slap mm. you hold held so much in um and mind you this is not a diss on cat like i actually like cat he's a funny comedian to me he's very funny yeah. he is yeah. um i think he's just one of those comedians that he see all these other people like kevin Hart. he went in on kevin hart you know he see all these people that's that's very successful and he just i don't know if it's jealousy maybe he feels stagnant yeah, so it's like, but why Why do that? Right. Like, that's not going to get you nowhere now. I mean, he's been struggling with his, like, with his mental capacity for a long right. time. You know, he's been caught with, like, guns, uh, guns on, you know, when he was yeah. entering an airplane and all this other stuff. Like, he's been struggling. So you know? this, this, that was just all about his mental health and yeah. something he was just been holding in and he just released it well i'll have to watch the rest of it i didn't watch the whole thing but i seen it and i was like dang like he looked like he was really had something to say no i know and it's like <laughs> and to me i'm gonna be honest because i've been thinking about this it uh, was like he he low-key dry snitched on a lot of people dang and i'm like you know what i'm saying it's like and he even said it in an interview like he was like you know somebody has to say something to be to some he put it in what do you say uh checks and balance of life mm. i'm like but who are you Right. Because he called everybody liars. He's saying everybody's lying. I just want to make sure everybody know the truth. But who are you to speak on someone's truth? Right. Like, right. that didn't make sense to me. Like, right. Like, I mean, it's not your be... place. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, I, I'm from the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, Trick Daddy said, like, dude, I'm not in entertainment. Like, I'm from the streets. Right. Like, I don't know if you saw Trick Daddy's response. No, I didn't see it. Oh, he went in on Cat. Really? Trick Daddy went in on Cat. What did he what did he say? He he what I just said, he was like, nigga, I'm not a comedian. We can go to the streets. Like, fuck you. Like he was pretty much saying, fuck him. Like when I see you, it's on. Dang. On site. Dang. Oh. Like Trick Daddy went he in. Making, he making a lot of people. And then angry. he said, you know, and I, I didn't know this. Trick Daddy and uh Ricky Smiley are good friends. Mm. So he said, keep my name out your mouth, keep uh Ricky Smiley's name out your mouth, and mm. when I see you, it's all on site. Dang. I mean, if you talk a big game, you're going to have to back it up. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. But that's my point. It's like, dude, you messing with, like, street people. And it's like. Yeah. 
Gotta tone it down, brother. Like I like I say, he low key like snitched on me. Like low key snitching. Like yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Like oh yeah, you're I'm not a real this. you're not a real pimp. You're not a real gangster. Like you're mm-hmm. not from the streets. Like why are you doing all this? Right, right. And people are calling him out. Ludacris did a distract to him already. Shut up. <laughs> people are quick. <laughs> See the internet is. Luda did a dis <laughs> like it wasn't a whole song, but. Yeah. It's on TMZ. Luda did a diss track on him. Because he, he right. called out Luda and called Luda's wife ugly. and like. You think this is like a publicity stunt for him? Is he no. coming out with like a new special or something? No, because he didn't mention any books, any specials, no nothing. Mm. He's just trying to stay relevant, I guess. That's what people are saying. He's just trying to stay relevant. I mean, we talking about him right now, so it's working. <laughs> <laughs> His name is in everybody's mouth. So. It is true. But to me, it was just funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Wow. Uh, like, this is what you do to stay relevant? Hey man. I mean, they say that no news. You know, now, news I will say news. this. The, the delivery that he did with everything yeah. was funny. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cat is funny. Cat is funny as hell. The, how he said everything was funny. Mm-hmm. But it was just a topic like, damn, well, why'd you like low-key snitch on anybody? <laughs> like, <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, like for what? <laughs> <laughs> like I could see if someone wronged you or, or like, you know, did them dirty on some business shade. Mm-hmm. Then okay, I can see you pointing somebody out. Like, that's fucked up. But yeah. you just, Steve Harvey, Cedric, like everybody is like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's battling with his ego a little bit. Yeah, it, it was. It was definitely an ego, mental health thing. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, we're not going to talk about it no more. So, let's talk about Britney. Okay. I want to know your backstory. Mm. Where shall I begin? Like, who, who is Britney? Um, I mean, we named off all these titles and, you know, but like, who is that is a very broad question. Um, who am I? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that really. Like for me, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like every day, I think right now, who am I is somebody who is like very driven. Um, I, I'm always trying to work on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm somebody who takes a lot of accountability, but, um, I just love, I love life. I love having a good time. I'm trying to make the best out of it. I'm a go-getter. Um, but as far as who I am, that's such a broad question. I don't know. I'm, I'm figuring that out. I'm really figuring that out for myself. I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm in therapy as that, well. That's the perfect answer, though. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's because who I am. We, I don't think, I don't think we, any of us know who we truly are. Yeah. Like we know who we are today. Right. 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 And if you think about it, because I talk about this a lot, because I'm reading this book right now. It's called uh, "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself." Because mm-hmm. as as a child. Everything was given to you, your name, your beliefs, your values. Absolutely. You are who someone told you you are. Yep. Most adults, that's how they live their life. They never found out who their true identity is. They're, they're not walking their true paths because they're who someone told them they, they are. Right. right. So until, that's why the book is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. So until you break that habit and become yourself and walk on your authentic path, then you find out who you are. But <clears throat> that changes every day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm always striving to be better today than I was yesterday. 100%. That means I'm growing every day. So we never really are this one person. I mean, we're, I think, we, you know, we have the same values, goals, and all that. But we're constantly growing and evolving. Right, right, right. And that's what we should be doing. I mean, I'm saying everybody does that. Yeah. That's what yeah. we should be doing. Right. Right. I mean, that's why I try to put myself in, like, really uncomfortable situations. That's why I do everything that I do. 
Like I'm the insert here girl. I'm the girl that like if you need something done, even if I don't know how to do it, I'll figure it out. But I like to put myself in uncomfortable situations because that's how you really get to know who you are as a person. Like how do you get out of this? If you ain't failing, you ain't trying. You know, and if you're succeeding, like, you know, you take that and you keep that going. But for me, I just, I, I talk about it a lot. Like, you, I don't feel like you can really know who you are if you're comfortable all the time. you got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. So you did a great answer. <laughs> I just said you did not answer that. This is me. This is I know me. what I'm saying. That, that, that's exactly what I want to hear. That's what yeah. people need to hear. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I try. I'm, I'm, I'm just working on it. I'm trying. You know, I'm doing my best. And you know, it's the law of attraction. Because when I first met you, you don't even remember me. I'm not gonna put you on spot. So no, uh, no, no, no. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. When Come did on. we first? When did we first meet? And Mike's Mike hates Mike is a shout out to Mike Modell. He's hating this right now. Why is that? I told him. I called him. I said, Hey, you know, um, your girl on your way up here. Then I said, oh, I'm sorry, my, my bad, my girl. <laughs> and he was like, no, you said it right. I said, no, she's my girl. <laughs> she's mine. <laughs> That's my buddy. That's know, my Mike buddy. Cool she's cool as hell. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the question. Uh, oh, yeah, when we first met. Um, was it, at, it was not at the bar. It wasn't at his, it wasn't at the Alchemy Row. Was it? I feel like it was at Alchemy Row. You just said you wanted to talk about it. I'm assuming you was feeling confident about your answers. So. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't feeling confident he at all, <laughs> but I'm assuming it was at Alchemy Row, right? It was. Okay. And I remember you sitting there and I think you, you were by yourself. Usually you go by yourself, right? Yeah. I'm assuming. Cause you, yeah. Cause you know, you know, a lot of people in there though. So yeah. you're never really alone, but you go there by yourself. And I remember seeing you and I'm always in my own little world. Like I don't really pay attention. Like I'm always like one focus. So I was probably in there with some friends. Well, the first time I saw you was at Alchemy Row. Okay. It was, it was during the karaoke time. Mm-hmm. I saw you do karaoke mm-hmm. and I was just watching you. Cause I, I'm a people's watcher mm-hmm. and I was watching you interact with people. You was there with uh, some of your uh, improv people. Okay. Cause you guys are doing like the big guy on his name. Ryan. Right. Yeah. Cause you always mostly Shout out to there. Ryan yeah. You're always there with him when I first saw you. Yeah. And uh, so it's, a, it's about law of attraction, like energy. Like mm-hmm. I feel energy. Like I can walk into the room and I can feel people's energy, right? Yeah. So when I first saw you do karaoke and you was interacting with people, um, I felt your energy. Like we had never talked. And I felt your energy. And I was like, I just watching you work the room, so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. And I can tell when someone's working the room. Yeah. You know, uh, I can tell when, when you're a hustler. I can tell when someone is building relationships with other people. Like mm. I can tell. So I noticed that about you. It wasn't until the second time. Um, it was again at alchemy. Mm-hmm. I was at the bar mm-hmm. and you sat down next to me and we started talking mm-hmm. and that's when we had our first conversation. Right. So it was, it was one of those things where likes, 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 like the track law of attractions. Yeah. And we had a great conversation. We but always then, have great conversations. But, I want to know. But then after that, <laughs> after that second time, you kind of, um, what's the right political word here? Uh-oh. You don't, you don't have to be politically correct. <laughs> Good, because I don't like being political. I don't, I don't, like I don't, get, but, I don't get butt hurt. I felt I like, I, I felt like, um, like the, so the third time I saw you up there, because, well, besides uh, at Jet Hawk Stadium that day, um, mm-hmm. I saw you up there. Um, mm-hmm. All my interactions with you have been at Alchemy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like the third time, like you didn't pay me no attention. Really? Yeah, and I was like, 
dang. I must was I, I was probably really I was like, drunk. I didn't make a good impression because she, <laughs> like, she just, I tried to say hi to her and she walked right by me. No. I was like, okay. Okay. So, I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. I, I don't remember you saying hi and why I would never, ever walk away from you if you said hi. I was like, me. little diva and alchemy. Ever. Never. <laughs> never. It's like, all right, I got to flex now. <laughs> I probably I didn't normally hear you. I normally don't do the who I know and what I do and blah, blah, blah. But I was yeah. like, okay, I guess I got to flex a little <laughs> there's bit. There's no. There's <laughs> Just no to get a high. <laughs> you know what? I am genuinely interested in people. Like I love you people. wasn't interested. So if I, if I, if you said hi to me, I did not hear it. I promise you. I didn't. She was like, I don't remember. I would never this walk past old you. guy trying to flirt with never, me. Never. Why is he talking to me? Never. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> there is no way that happened. I probably didn't hear you, but oh, you kind of looked at me. Like, All right. But now we're good. I feel like after the jet hog stadium and we had that conversation, I feel like the momentum of our relationship kind of skyrocketed from so, there. It was weird. It was. Well, not for me, but. <laughs> okay. The Jet Hawk Stadium conversation. Mm-hmm. What was What was it? Um, I don't know. I got to see you outside the bar. You know, we were in a. It was daylight. It, it wasn't was daylight. like 2 o'clock in the morning drunk. Two, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I got to know you as a person and. No, you just seemed very like genuine. You the just seemed like a very the right way. Yeah, your eyes was glistening. <laughs> I just felt, I just felt like uh, you're a very genuine person. I am. That I, I was, a... yeah, like you're you're very genuine, and I think you're honest, and I like that. Like I like it when you meet someone and you know what you get, and I I feel like there's no undertone with what I get from you, like. When I what I get is what I get, and I like that about people. You know, I like honest people. You seem very honest. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's, still there's new. There's, I'm still new. Yeah, you're still new. You could you could be putting on a. This no, could be your representative. I act accordingly. Yeah. So you can go out there and you know talk to one person, and be like, "Oh yeah, Mike's this, that. He's great. He's such a great guy." Blah blah. Then you can go down the street, and be like, "Oh, Mike's an asshole." Well, yeah, I yeah, because I'm both. Yeah, yeah, because I was <laughs> I reacting to. <laughs> I'm acting accordingly <laughs> to your bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Oh shoot! Can I cuss on this show? I'm sorry. I've been cussing the whole time. Okay, my bad. Just want to make I, sure. I think um, the Jet Hawk thing was because I was standing next to Raina. I don't think that was why. You know, Raina is Raina a fusion movement. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. think I don't think yeah. that, that and, wasn't and no, why. No, no, I think it was. I, <laughs> like was I, like I said on the second, I said, okay, maybe I need to flex. So let me go stand next to Raina. Oh maybe, my! God. Maybe if she know I know Raina, then you know she'd be like, oh, he know Raina. I'm not a clout <laughs> chaser. Like, <laughs> like I'm not. I, I, went, about I was none with Raina that. that day. Yeah, I literally went, I actually I actually went there that day because me and Raina are good friends and mm-hmm. um, we're both directors on the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So um, I actually went there to support her. Like I always try to go to you know my people's events and stuff. What's and your nationality? Everybody. Who? You. Oh, guess. We actually had this conversation, but go ahead, guess. Yeah, we need we need to just one more time. Yes. Um, it's three. There's some Puerto Rican in there. Really? I don't know. Think so? Maybe. Interesting. Um, there's some. Give give, uh, give it the obvious. African American. Yes. And then. I don't know who has those eyes. Somebody has those eyes. White. Yes. Did I get all three? Well, no, you're missing one. 
You're not Puerto Rican? No. You're white, black, mm. and uh, Hispanic. What is Latin? Yeah. Mexican? No. Not Cuban. Puerto Rican. Cuban. Cuban. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. That's, That's why I smoke Cuban car cigars. Yeah. Just you gotta stop that. Why? Because there's no point of smoking cigars. I don't see the point of it. Oh. You don't inhale you don't it. Not, you just put it in your mouth. You don't. Because you don't know the the purpose. It's actually a meditation thing. Is it pe- really? Yeah, a lot of people don't know. It. Uh, it, one is the meditation thing um, because you're supposed to puff on it every forty five uh, forty five to sixty seconds. Mm. So it's a it's a rhythm thing, mm-hmm. and depending on this type of cigar, it, it, that's why a lot of cigar uh, smokers they drink cognac. Mm. So cognac goes really good with cigars, right? So they they pair really good together. Um, some wines too. Yeah, actually, um, a friend of mine who owns Stephen Barrel, Barbara, her husband, they make their own wines, and he actually makes some wines that go good with cigars. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's it's a it's a rhythm thing plus a taste. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're drinking a good cognac and you're tasting the, the flavor of the cigar, it really enhances the cigar. Yeah, I've so done it's a- it's just a taste thing. That's why you put it in your mouth. And you just blow it out. Yeah, it's, it's just for the taste. Yeah, I mean. I, I did it in Vegas one time, and I accidentally inhaled, and I was sick for like oh, everybody hours. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. I'm, I'm, I learned that day <laughs> because you know what? Just just smoking a cigar for the taste, like depending on uh, the potent of the cigars, certain ones like the darker the the darker of the cigars, the more potent it is. Mm. And when I do a dark dark one, I get high as shit. <laughs> you know what I get high on? Uh, those, uh, what is it? The um, Black and Miles. Is that considered oh. a, a cigar? That's kind uh, of a cigar, that's, right? That's, that's actually disrespectful to cigar people. <laughs> My bad. That's really disrespectful. It says it on people. the box, I think. Yeah. I think it says it on the box. <laughs> you cannot go back to a real cigar person and say, hey, you got a Black and <laughs> Let me get that black. Yeah, They're going to um, look at me crazy. They are going to look at me crazy. You can't do that. <laughs> okay. All right, I know. I know now. Or Swisher Sweets. etiquette. Or Swisher Learning. Sweets. Swisher Sweets. Nobody smokes Swisher Sweets. We all know what Swisher Sweets are for. Well, my point exactly. Nobody does. Nobody does. I've never, ever, ever seen someone smoke a Swisher, smoke sweet. A Swisher sweet. So no one. I I'm, mean, I'm gonna do that tonight. I'm gonna go buy me a Swisher Sweet. Yeah, it goes. Tell, tell me, tell me how that is. There's probably not even tobacco in there at this point. <laughs> They're like, y'all is not smoking right. this shit. Why waste it? Here's <laughs> <laughs> a rapper. Some, some in there. That's funny. Anyway, let's get back on you. Sure. Why comedy? Why improv? Um, that is a easy question. So um, when uh. I went to my first improv show because I've been doing improv for like 13 years. So uh, I went to my first improv show um, in L.A. and I was watching it and I was just fascinated with people like being able to interact with the show and being a part of it. Like being able to see something created right in front of your eyes is like was really fascinating to me. So when I was watching it, I was like I was hoping that they would call on me. They never did. But I was like, I could do that. Like, I, I think I could do that. So I went to an audition for the Groundlings and I didn't know how big the Groundlings were because I didn't even know a lot about improv. The only thing I knew about improv was probably like whose line and stuff like that. So I went to uh, the Groundlings and I auditioned and I was so nervous before I went in. I downed like, you know, those little uh, wine bottles. I downed like three of them before I went into my audition and I failed 
miserably. Like it was bad, horrible. You Embarrassed should. myself. Embarrassed myself. I was sweating in there. I was stupid, right? Obviously, I didn't make no. it, right? You know what I'm going to tell you why? Why? Because you drank one of those little damn wine things. <laughs> that, that's another disrespect to wine I people. I know. I know. You Trust drink, me. You drink, know. I'm you, drink, you drink box wine, too. I do not. Oh, sir. <laughs> Let me let me remind you. I was like twenty something when, when we first. <laughs> so when I when I got back the next day, obviously I'm feeling like bad about myself, and then I'm going into work, and then I see this poster like right next to my job window, and it said improv auditions in in the Antelope Valley, and I was like, "There's no way like this is so simpatico. Like this is like this was meant to be." Mm-hmm. Um, cause I had never even heard of improv and now it's like right there in my face. So I was like, okay, um, this is my second chance. I went, made the team. Um, I ended up working under, uh, my coach, Chris Murphy for a long time. He moved to Oregon and he was like, Hey, do you want to take over? Scared as hell. But of course I'm the insert here girl. So I'm like, let's do it. I'll figure it out. And I've been doing it ever since. So with that, I just fell in love with. But with comedy itself, I love the fact that we're all going through something. But when you come to a comedy show, like you can suspend all of that for an hour, two hours. And everyone is just like laughing together, you know? And I love that. I love that you get to like suspend any drama. any Like that. that's left at the door. And, you know, hopefully when you leave, you can't you leave out of my shows better than when you came right you know like you're you're able to just like express yourself and that's what i like about improv too it's express it's expressive you get to be a part of the show that's what i love about comedy um i got i got 35 years in comedy mm. i want to say 35 years not as a comic but um you know i worked on tv um sitcoms and they all nice. they was all comedy sitcoms Dope. So that's where I fell in love with um, comedy. And by me working on all these comedy um, sitcoms, I met a lot of comedians. So mm. I know a lot of them. I know a lot of the great ones. Um, mm. And that's, you know, and I, so I used to go to all the comedy shows. and That's where I fell in love with it. And that's the one thing that, like you just said, comedy, for me, I feel like laughter is, is a healing mechanism. Like, mm-hmm. it heals you. Because yep. if you can go to a comedy show or watch a, a comedy sitcom or movie and then, you know, an hour, two hours later, you know, you feel good. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you don't, something wrong with your ass. But yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah. You know, like we all need laughter in our lives. Absolutely. You know, especially when we fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing like um, me and my circle of people, like we crack jokes on each other. Like if I fuck up. Like, tell me about it. I'm going to laugh with your ass. Right. I'm like, yeah, I did fuck up. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's why, you know, Mike and I are doing the real bar talk because that's what we're going to do. Like, we're going to tell stories and fucking laugh at them, even so at our great. own self. Like, so great. I love the concept. It's a healing yeah. thing. Like, yeah. If yeah. you can't laugh at your own shit, like, come on. You got you to gotta take your broken heart, make it into art. Yeah. You know? so. And then I, I love the fact that, like, comedians, too, they are very, very driven as well. And I love that about comedians. Like, they will go, they will drive two hours, three hours for a show that pays them 20 bucks. Yeah. And I love that as well, you know? So, and obviously, like, they're doing it for that purpose, too. Healing, 
You know, it's all healing and they're taking all of that energy, all that, this bad stuff they have that happened in their life and they know real pain. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, I know what it feels like to hurt. I'm going to make you guys laugh. That's what I love about Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. He like his whole thing is about his pain and his struggles and his whole life. Right. Like that shit is funny as shit. You might, I mean, you might as well do something with it. Why just hurt? But it's authentic, right? Yeah. And it's authentic too. So it's not like he makes up a bunch of shit. Like this yeah. is his true life. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I, I definitely subscribe to that is like, why are you going to like, why, why just feel the pain? Why not do something with it? Do something with it. You know, Eric Thomas says that in one of his uh, motivational speech. Mm-hmm. When he, he tells, uh, you know, Eric Thomas is. Uh-uh. Yeah, Thomas. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Don't get, don't look at me like that. I know other motivational speakers. How you know he was a motivational? Oh, because I said it. Because you said it. <laughs> I listened to Jordan Peterson. You know Jordan. Eric Peterson. Thomas is pretty dope. No, I think you would like him. He, yeah. He's called the hip hop. His name is Et the hip hop preacher. Oh, okay. Okay. Super dope. Yeah. Um, you should actually listen to one of his things. It's called the Guru. Okay. That's his most famous one. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, in his in that Guru one, he actually tells um, the kids because he's at a school talking to the kids. And he's saying, you know, while you're going through pain and you're crying, he said, why give up? He said, you're already in pain. Get something for it. Might as well. Like, I loved when he said that. So you kind of just said that, right? Like, you're already in pain. Like, get something for it. Right, right. Why why waste it? Why waste it? Why feel it in vain? Like, do something. So I love that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, no, I love I love comedy. I'll probably want to do it. I'm, I'm now working behind the scenes in comedy. With um, creating shows, and that's been interesting. I've, I've been doing that for maybe like two years, but being behind the scenes and doing that, it, I love every aspect of it. But do you do stand-up too? Or? I have done three stand-up sets, uh-huh. three in my life. So you have a stand-up set? I, I ha- I'm working on it. It's rough, man. <laughs> it's so. rough. But, I, but I'll go up there and I'll do my little five, ten minutes and... You know, I, I get a feel for it because for me, um, I feel like improv kind of messed me up, which actually kind of it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I feel like improv messed me up because I'm so used to like thinking off the top of my head. Right. So now I have to be funny on paper and I almost I'm forced I've forced myself to almost read it as a script. So I'm trying to find like that honest place in my comedy right well, now. Why? Why you can't? Uh, I feel like you could use that to your advantage, though. Improv? <sighs> You would no, think so. I, like a stand-up because you have improv, right? Like you're so good at it, you're used to it, right? So opposed to like having a script and you know reading a script on a stand-up, maybe there are bullet points because every every audience and crowd is going to be different, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the improv will help you because yeah. now you got to think on your feet. You're you know quick up, quick from the hip, and it would be easier. So I'm having my issue with storytelling okay because it's, it's weird like when you're in improv you you tell a story you have people to help you obviously like oh, yeah. carry it along and there's a lot of rules to improv too a lot of people don't know that that help you create a story it actually like helps in a lot of a lot of like life lessons like for me i feel like i'm a better listener because of improv so it's oh, helped right. me in a lot you a have lot to watch things. for cues and listen exactly you have to or yeah. else like it's, it's not gonna work right you can't tell a story if you're not like listening and adding and doing mm-hmm. all this stuff right but um as far as comedy stand-up I'm having an issue with storytelling because I have ADHD and with ADHD 
it, your mind is so jumbled with information that it's hard to like condense it to where, to where it fits to people's like short attention span. Mm-hmm. And that I, th- I explain stuff the way that I kind of receive information. And a lot of people don't really catch on to that. Right. So you got to be quick witted, you know, and I'm like, okay, you need to know, instead of me telling you that I was wearing a dress and it had buttons and it was blue and you don't need to know all that shit, <laughs> but that's how my mind works. I'm very detailed. So I'm trying to like, I feel like you would be good at stand up. I, I really, I, I really I, do feel like that. You, like you would be great at it. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at um, knowing these things. So it makes me a good producer. I, I believe you. Cause I, 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 I'm listening to you talk right now. I've had conversations with you. I feel like you would be good at it because you are quick. And I've seen, I've seen your, the only show I've ever seen you do was the one at Alchemy, um, mm-hmm. what, like last month. Yeah. 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 I, and I, and I watched you. I was a stalker in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, I'm not observant at but, all. <laughs> I know you didn't see me. Um, I'm not observant. That was my first time. Um, and I actually came to be hundred percent honest. With you. I mean, obviously I, I support Mike, right? And Alchemy mm-hmm. Row. But I actually went to that show cause I want, cause I met you already and had a couple of conversations with you, but I wanted to see you. Like in your element. Nice. Well, you coming on Saturday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Of course. I, the day, the holidays mess my days yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, I forgot it was, I almost yeah. forgot it was Friday. I'll be there tomorrow. All right, sweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the heckler in the, in the front this time. That's okay. That's <laughs> what we, we want. We like hecklers. Nah. We ain't scared of y'all. You know, it's pretty, I, um, one of my good friends, she's a comedian and, um, and obviously I, I know a lot of comedians, but she's actually a good friend. Like I've known her for like 30 years. And um, she does shows and, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> She's always, I've always told her that I, like, I could do stand-up. I think you could. It's easy. I think you could. Because, you know, because in my career, like one of my shows um, that I used to do um, actually took me around the world because it was a live show. It was a kid's show, so it was a live show. Mm-hmm. And I was responsible for producing the show and I was actually going and uh, introducing the character. Like, so... I would get on. That's why I'm so used to, like, I don't know if you ever paid attention to me on karaoke or having a mic in front of me or whatever. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I'm comfortable. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I can you get, don't even look at the words. You just be, like, walking around the whole bar. I'm like, dang, he's good. Oh, I, I always got to look at the so words. you do pay attention to me. <laughs> of course. Oh, <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, she pays attention. Okay. I do. I pay attention. I watch sometimes. But I'm comfortable with a mic in my hand and on stage in front of people. Um, sometimes I get nervous, depending on what it is. Sometimes I do get nervous. Um, like, I get nervous when there's, like, a script for me. Mm. Like, for instance, um, last year at our uh, gala, um, I had to host it. And... <laughs> I'm cool with a script as long as I have time to prepare. But mm-hmm. here at the gala, like, they was giving me last-minute stuff, and I'm not good with that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you start giving me last-minute stuff, oh, you got to say this, you got to do this, that, I'm going to totally fuck that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm comfortable with me just being me. Right. Let me just talk and come off the cuff and just say what's on my heart. Right. Like, when I go speak to kids and all that, I just talk, right? So, anyway, during the gala, I, I, you know, I messed up so many times. Like I was uh, at the end of it, I was just like pissed at myself. But then Raina, oh, Raina actually was my co-host. Like she during the gala, she hosted it with me. And afterwards, she was like, "You did so great." And I was like, "Raina, did you not see me fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> like you were standing right next to me." <laughs> she was like, "Mike," because you know Raina does a lot of shows, so she knows production. She was like, "Mike, 
no one else knows you fucked up but you. Yeah. She was like, when I was, I saw you, she was like, but you're so quick to pick up. Like, it's not a long pause. It's not awkward. She's like, you're so quick to pick up. No one noticed. But we're our, we're our own worst critics. Exactly. So, you know, like, and I always feel like I could be better. Exactly. So, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I used to do that um, when I first started these shows. But now it's like, I don't even, like, I listen to the shows, obviously, because I got to edit them. Mm-hmm. But I don't critique them no more. I used to critique them. Yeah. But now I don't. I'm like, it is what it is. It is what it like, is. Once I record it, it is what it is. Heck yeah, absolutely. But do you ever, do you listen to your your yeah. shows after, afterwards? Well, you no, listen to I, the whole thing? No, or you I, just put it out there, just like, look, I know what I said, I put it out no, there? No, I listen to them, because um, I'm in L.A. mostly, almost like damn near every day I drive, so on my way there and back, I, I'll listen to them. Smart. I'll listen to them just to say, you know, um, you know how it went. From an audience's perspective, yeah. like, yeah, what am I giving to my audience? Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I hate I hate watching myself. Like if I do like acting and stuff, I will not I won't watch it. Which I, which is stupid. You should because you need to like work on what your weaknesses are. Mm. You need to see that and you need to hear it. Right. Um but I hate I hate watching myself. But I don't feel like um, cuz see this is not scripted. Right. Like I have bullet points and stuff, the things I want to talk about, but for me it's just a conversation. Right. And it's authentic. It's it's from from the heart. Absolutely. You know, and that's what my audience, like, I get a lot of feedback from people that saying, wow, like, you know, I love your show. I love, you know, that you guys are real and authentic. Yeah. And that's how I want to keep it. Yeah. That's why I don't like doing editing. Because I feel like the things that I talk about on here, like, they're evergreen. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, um, someone asked me today who was going to come on our show, and I, said, I told him you. Um, and she was like, oh, that's interest- interesting. I said, yeah, you know, it's still going to be, you know, mental health related because we are going to touch on that. It's it's just from a mental health perspective, from the comedy entertainment, you know, world, from right. your perspective. So um, it's not, um, it's still not scripted, you know. Um, yeah. But like I said, it's evergreen. And so when people five, ten years from now, there might be a young girl that looks at you or listens to this show and like, wow, you know. She went through this. She had a hard time doing this or whatever, and she gotten through it, and I look at her now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's a, just, not a lot of things that are authentic anymore online. Right. You know, everything uh, everything is just so phony and fake, and when you finally get to, like, you know, find something that's real, you fall in love with it. Right, and that's why, like, even, like, my guests, um, you didn't do it, though. I'm actually surprised. But a lot of people, they, they call me, like, the next day, or I'm talking about the day before, and they always be like, Hey, what are we going to talk about? It's like, I don't know. I don't know until I hit record. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I usually don't. I don't. I, I mean, it's if I, I don't want to script it in my head. That, that was the thing that I didn't want to do. Even like so before you like earlier today, um, when you had first text me and I said I was taping. So I was taping a segment that I insert into my shows. Mm-hmm. And um, I had so I had this lady here, um, my sponsor that I said it was sponsored from uh, Gypsy. Um, oh, my God. Funky Gypsy Creation. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elsa. You might you might want to edit this time. <laughs> no, I'm not, because she know I'm real. I'm just playing. But um, no, anyway, so I had gave her, um, she was doing a segment, but she was doing it by herself. And um, <laughs> when she came in here, she had no idea I was going to do this. I was like, hey, so during your thing, I'm going to ask you three questions. She's like, 
you didn't tell me this last night so I can prepare? I was like, no, I want, I want you to come from the heart. Come from the heart. <laughs> so, I, so before we started taping, I asked her, I said, these are the three questions I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. And she answered them perfectly. I said, perfect. I hope you're going to remember that because that was a perfect answer from the heart. But see, that's why I do it. Yeah. I don't want you to, you know, write it down and edit it a hundred times. Like, because people, people feel fake shit. Yeah. They do. And like, it never comes out the way that you think it's it, when you script it in your head. It never right. comes out that way. You know? So that's why I do that. Like, so she's like, yeah. Mike, you could have asked me these questions last night. I'm like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> a smart. Yeah. A smart. So, yeah. But it's equally smart. Like, I, I, I did not want to know what this was going to be about. What I didn't, you know what? Honestly, me. I didn't even know. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. We this. both surprised. I, I honestly didn't even know. Uh, even when I asked you to do it. Yeah. Honestly, I was just like, I just want her on my show. Sweet. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Well, here we go. Here we are. And here we are. <laughs> so you asked, so you, you answered the question, why comedy, why improv, right? Yes. As a comedian, oh, do you consider yourself a comedian? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think even if you're an improv uh, comedian. still a comedian. Yeah, comic, we get right? a bad rap. We get a bad rap. Like, people don't really, like, consider us co- comedians, but we 100% are. You know, like we all have a purpose. We all have the same purpose. Right. Like we want to make everybody laugh. We're on stage, you know. What, we're what do what live. do? Because I didn't know that. I didn't know you guys get a bad rep. Just improv, improv. itself. Like well, no, people, yeah, I know. People think it's like hokey and and kind of corny, but mm-hmm. us, we like to bring a little bit of our flair with it. So I don't. I wouldn't consider us like the average improv. I I think we're. A little, we're on the edgier side. It should be, yeah. It should be different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like what you guys did at Alchemy. I can't wait for it for tomorrow's show. Awesome, man. But as as a comedian, mm-hmm. what struggles did you or are you going through? Um, that's a good question. I know I got a million of them. <laughs> um, I mean, I touched on it earlier. Uh, my my ADHD messes with me mm-hmm. a lot and I'm learning a lot about it. Like I'm starting to find where I'm weak and I'm um, trying to strengthen that. But yeah, my ADHD just, uh, your my focus is all over the place when it comes to, you know, my comedy. So um, it's been a struggle, you know, like I'm learning that um, uh, when I try to, sometimes I'm just like not very, smooth with my with my words because my mind even though i'm speaking now my mind is also running at like a hundred miles a minute i'm like that yeah i'm like that so I, I can relate to that yeah so i mean that's i guess that's the struggle um you know another struggle i guess when it comes to comedy is like accepting uh failure and your successes uh kind of balancing knowing to appreciate the successes and not have the failures be a bigger hit than your successes. Cause a lot of that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously you're going to fail, but like I said, like if you ain't failing, you ain't trying. So you're going to fail sometimes, especially in the beginning, like with this stand up stuff, it's, it's good. It's not great. It's good. But I'm obviously like, I'm, I'm working, I'm working through it. I'm getting better. Um, but as far as, um, as far as like the comedy and stuff, like, I don't know. I just feel like um, those failures hit so freaking hard. You know? They do. They hit so hard. But you don't really, you neglect to, like, congratulate yourself when you do a good job. 
You know, you always I, you always saying, you know what, I could do better. I could have done better. Well, uh, you know, I can tell. One, I can tell you're a hustler. That's one of the things that I admire about you. Yeah. I could straight I up tell, there. like, you are a hustler. You go for what you want. Yeah. And what You know what I mean? Like, it's... 100%. It's like what I tell people, um, like how you speaking earlier about um, comics going, you know, traveling two, three hours for $20, right? That's because they they understand that they're chasing their passion. They're yeah. not chasing money. Right. One of my mentors taught me at a young age, chase your passion, money will always present itself. Yep. Never chase money. Yep. Chase your passion, the money will always come. Absolutely. And I could tell that's what you do. Like, you're a go-getter. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't wait for anybody to knock on my door. I make. I, I make stuff happen. That um, I can say confidently. I do. I could tell, and you proved that to me today. What that I came when I came here? Yeah, because I had that migraine earlier. <laughs> not, not only that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought you was gonna cancel on me. I'll be honest. I like I like to be a woman of my word. I'm that that's one. Thing I text I, you a few times and you just ignored my text. You left me on red. Okay, so like, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about, and I I was not at home around that time. I think I was out. Okay, I was out. I was so out. out. So I wasn't important at the time. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got. I, you know I, I, I stay you in can, my lane. I stay in my lane. Nah, nah. You getting a text from me every day, <laughs> no. and y'all better get a response. I want five second response time. Did you even look at the pictures? Which ones? The ones that you sent me? Yeah. There, you sent me one picture. Yeah. I yeah. sent you both. Yeah, I, I looked at. Do, do you remember the pictures? No. <laughs> Damn. I was looking crazy. I was like, "Dang, we had a good night." <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Mike? We had a good night. <laughs> oh shit! I meant to tell you this too. When was it? The next, either I think it was the next night or two nights later, right? <laughs> I was at back at Alchemy and I was talking to Mike, and he put me to the side. He was like, "Hey, where'd you and Brittany go?" <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I saw you guys leave together." I said, "Mike, we didn't leave together." He was like, "Bullshit, you guys left together." I said, "No." I said, "She left." It just so happened I walked out the door maybe thirty seconds or sixty seconds later. Right, right. And she walked out total opposite door than I did. Mm-hmm. I said, "So we did not leave together." He was like, "Y'all left together." Where'd y'all go? Nosy, nosy. Don't even got the facts straight. Right. And I, you know what? I honestly didn't even didn't even realize that. Yeah. I just left, mm-hmm. and it didn't dawn on me. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Brittany left too." Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. And he was like, "Where'd y'all go?" <laughs> Like, damn, get out. I'm a grown ass man, dog. Right. <laughs> but um oh, that's funny. anyways. Back to you, back to Brittany. Okay. Okay. So tell me about when you was at your best. When I was at my best. Yes. I feel like I'm at my best right now. I feel like I'm really? in, I feel like I'm in that stage, yeah. Cause I feel like I'm I'm more aware of myself now. I've done the work. And now, like I always say, like, you always, like, fuck up in your 20s. You reflect in your 30s. And I feel like by 40, you have a grasp of, like, kind of who you are as a person. If you do it right. Like, if you do it right. A lot of people just stay in their 20s and they never they never progress. Right. But for me, um, I feel like I'm reflecting of a lot of... Because I've, I've lost a lot of people in my life because I was, I, I was not the person I, I am today. You're going to lose more. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, the older we get, the smaller our circle. Mm-hmm. But like, because it's going back to what you were just saying, like you progress, like you get to really know who you are, what you want in your life. Right. The energy you want in your life. Yeah. The people you want in your life. Like yeah. your circle, my circle is so small right yeah, now. Yeah, because I don't have time. I don't have time for people who are not self-aware of right. themselves and want to and want to project all of their anger, trauma, 100%. stuff that you don't want to like dive into and you want to project that on other people. I don't have time for that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of like trying to change people. I've, I've tried to change people. I've tried to like, I, I can't do it anymore. I, I can only, you know, change myself. I mean, that's because we can't anyways. We can't control people. You got to you gotta want it. You know what I mean? Like if you know that you are this type of person, you got to want it. You right. have to want to be better. And a lot of people just want to stay where they're at. And I don't have time they're for it. They're comfortable with it. They're comfortable and I don't have time for and, it. But, you know, and that's not, I'm not going to say it's not a good thing. Um, but, yeah, they're ne- they'll never grow. No. They won't because they're no. comfortable and they, they want to stay in that comfortable space. Yeah. And I actually have a lot of good friends and people that I admire mm-hmm. that are in that space. And it hurts. Yeah. Because I know these people and it's like, damn, you have so much to offer. Yeah. And you're stuck right there. Right. And and I've seen one of them kind of try to get out, mm-hmm. but then she reverted right back. And I was like, oh, my God. Dang. Like, damn, dude, you All were doing potential. good. Right. And I was like, you're doing so good. She's like, nope, I wasn't. She, and I was like, trust me, from the outside in, you were doing good. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't see it that way. But like you said, they have to want they it. Have, they they have to see it. it. Like, yeah. And I was just like, and, and, and I was trying for a while, but I mean, I just recently learned that I can't control people and I can't be a fixer. Even with um, my last uh, wife, mm-hmm. like you, you know, earlier, you were like, oh, I didn't know you was, like, I'm actually on the tail end of my second divorce right now, because mm-hmm. it was just a long year. Yeah. Like, who? But even with, like, with her, um, she has so much potential. Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't, I don't hate people. Like, I'm friends with all my exes. I only yeah. had four, but. But like with my, my first wife, like me and her are good friends. Um, mm. um, but um, I understand that every nothing lasts forever. Right. Right. And and I go into a relationship knowing that I know that if we go into a relationship, it's not going to always be peaches and cream. Right. Like we're going to disagree. We're going to argue. Right. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, I know this. It's what do we do about it? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You can't go into something that's all going to be like gravy. Like it's yeah. not. Yeah. Life isn't like that. So what <laughs> makes you think this is going to be like that? You got to accept the good with right. the bad. So like, we're no exceptions to bad even, things. Even with like I said, my ex and uh, everybody that I don't talk to no more. It's like I don't hate them. Right. You know, it's just our path has ran its course. I, w- I wish everybody well. I don't, yeah. I don't want, if 100%. You, it doesn't matter what we went through. I wish you well. 100%. Because that is going to release some, I can't, I can't keep that hatred. Can't. You know what I mean? Cause that's right. going to keep, that's going to lead me to a different path that I don't want to be on. No, and it did. Cause before, like with my ex, I tried for years mm-hmm. after we split up, like for years. Cause we, we actually been separated for four years. I just filed for divorce last year. Oh, wow. So for those three years, I tried to make it work and tried to help her and fix her and do all these things. Mm-hmm. And it was just bringing me down. Yeah. I mean, to where I had suicidal thoughts. I was like, I didn't want to do, I wanted to shut everything down. I was like, I didn't get fucked no more. Yeah. 
And I finally just woke up one day. I was like, you know what? I can't do this. Yeah. Like, I know my value and my worth. Yeah. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like. Yeah, you can't you can't and, stay in something that you're miserable in. Yeah. Like, for me, that was my last relationship, too. I tried to change and try to fix them, try to do all this stuff. But, you know, I it was kind of the same. I woke up one day, and I was like, you know what? I don't have to deal with this. Like You don't. I don't have to deal with it. I did it for three years. So, I mean, you got you got more time on me than yeah. But, you know, and, and then I learned, you know, um, about not settling. I used to settle a lot. Yeah. Especially, like, with dating now. Dating, especially my age now, dating is so hard. Because I know what I want. Yeah. Right? I know exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm not settling no more. Yeah. You know, and I have a, and I'm not trying to sound ignorant or anything, but I have a few people that want to date me. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Like, I, like I, I, I can tell. I can sit with you for five minutes and tell this ain't going to work. Yeah. And that's not to be mean or rude, but because I'm in tune with my energy and I can feel your energy. Not saying you have bad energy, but I can tell right off the bat because one, I have experience and I just know, I just know people. Right. And I know like I pay attention to people. Yeah. So I can tell it's not going to work. So they get mad at me. I'm like, don't get mad. <laughs> you just I'm being honest. honest. I'd rather somebody tell me than to like string me along. Kind of, you and know, then, well, that, and that's my point. Yeah, I, I said why? Because somebody I forgot who it was. Oh, another friend of mine was trying to set me up with her friend. Right? And she was like, Mike, she's a good girl. You should give her a chance. And I like, look, I understand it. Mm-hmm. I've met her. She is a good girl. Right. However, she's not for me. Why would I want to string her along? Why right. would I even entertain it? Yeah. When I know it's not going to work. See, yeah, right. we could probably go on a few days. It's probably going to be fun, whatever. But I'm, I fast forward think everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not just looking at tonight. Yeah, I can go out with anybody. We're going to have a great fucking time. Mm-hmm. But let's fast forward. Right. Let's talk about a year from now, five years from now. Yeah. How does that look? Well, you are a man of commitment. So oh, if, yeah, you're gonna, 100%. if you're going to commit to something, I, I, you're probably going to put your all into it. Yeah, you can't 100%. invest something that's that. You and know, once I'm in something like, yeah, yeah I'm in it. Yeah. Like, there's no going back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So why would I do that? Why would I want to get into something when I know it's only going to last a few months, six months, the best? Yeah. Yeah. God has wasted six months. You wasted six months of your time. Yeah. Now, I'm all for going out with someone having fun yeah but don't expect me to commit right like that's not gonna happen right unless i know that's something i want from you is that what you're looking for right what? now well to commit again oh i love being in a relationship really 100 hmm. percent. i know people think i'm weird yeah not a lot of that's I, not the narrative I nowadays i love being in a relationship that's cool i love that's waking rare. up with someone i love having those pillow talks at night yeah I love doing things with you. Like, <laughs> I know people think I'm weird. You know, and it's crazy. One girl um, called me clingy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to say I am. I love my girl next to me. Yeah. When I'm out and about, I want her next to me. Not yeah. saying she has to. And that's, I think that's the difference. Like, I don't need you next to me. I want you next to me. That's the key. And, and if you got a girl's night or whatever, here, babe, here's money, whatever, or you got your own go yeah. i'm fine with that see that's the difference so when this girl called me clingy i was like see you used to guys treating you like shit mm-hmm. and those are the guys you chase mm-hmm. but for me i'm a guy that i would do laundry with you yeah i'm and i'm, I'm that guy ask both my my ex-wives if you did laundry i'm there folding clothes i love that if you did dishes 
or if I was doing dishes, you're drying and putting them up. Like, I love that partnership thing. Yeah, yeah. I know how, like, I'm used to that. Right. I loved it. Yeah. I love going grocery shopping, which I love going window shopping. Let's just go to the mall, look around, walk around. I love doing that type of shit. That is so dope. I love that. See, women say that. And then they get it. And then, and then they don't like, know what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I broke. I grew up in a broken home. So, I mean, for me, what I saw, what love was, it was like, if that's love, I don't want it. Right. And then, obviously, like, my, I have my own issues with my dad. So, I had to work on that because I was running away from it for a long time. For a long time. I, I ruined a lot of my relationships because I didn't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Because I was taught a certain way, you know, growing up that, you know, a conversation isn't needed. Uh, let's fight. Let's argue. Let's yell. Let's scream. And whoever, you know, is the loudest wins. Right. So for me, I grew up on that and I saw it and I adapted those behaviors. And then it wasn't until like I started losing relationships and losing my friends and losing all this and losing myself um, that I was like, you know what? I really need to like do something about it. Like I just woke up one day and was like, you know, everybody can't be wrong. You know what I mean? Like, right. everyone can't be wrong. Like, people don't want me around. Like, people meet me now, and they're like, there is no way that you were, were this girl back then. I 100% was. I 100% was. Like, I was the girl who chased after the dude that didn't want me. Or, like, I, I needed that validation. But that's all it was. It was like, I didn't feel for myself so I wanted that validation from someone who was hard to get. Mm-hmm. And especially because my dad, you know, like he did his own thing, cheated on my mom. Like, you know, he was gone majority of the time. Um, so I always like chased him. And when I couldn't get him to like really accept me, I tried to find that in other people. See, I, I was I was very similar. I didn't grow up with neither one of my parents. Um, my mom was murdered in front of me when I was a baby. Oh my God. My dad, me and him didn't get along. And that's why I was on my own since I was 14. Oh right? my God. But I saw what love and what family was about because of my friends that I grew up with, like their family was intact. They had their mom, their dad there, you know, and I saw what love was. So I've always chased that. Now, granted, did I mess up hundred percent? Like I wish like the tools that I have now, I wish I had them when I was married to my first wife. Because mm. I would have 100% saved that marriage. Yeah. Even though, it, like, we lasted a long time, right? Yeah. But it, we would still be together today if I had the tools and the knowledge that I have now. Yeah. But for me, no one taught me how to be a man. No one taught me how to love a woman or treat a woman, right? I had to learn as I go, mm. right? So I, I made a lot of mistakes. I'm actually shocked and very grateful that my first wife still talks to me. <laughs> for understand. Like, honestly, she is my rock. Like, that's, me and her are good dope. friends. She still tells people, and I feel the same way, like, we're soulmates. And she tells that. people, you don't have to be together to be soulmates. 100%. And if you knew our story, like, we actually met when we was kids, and we didn't even know it until we had our son, and he was five years old. Wow. We didn't know we actually had, was sitting next to each other when we was, te- like, I think, like, seven or eight. Wow. And we sat next to each other at a restaurant and her cousin do. They had pictures and she was like, oh, y'all know each other. Because my family knew her family. That's crazy. But it's crazy, yeah. But that's why we're still good friends. She's the only woman in this world that I trust 1,000%. That's 
That's so cool. Yeah, she's the only woman. That um, is so cool. I'm not saying I don't trust people, but I trust her with my life. But that's so important, especially when you have kids grown or yeah. not. Like, it's so important. My mom and my dad, my mom hates my dad, like, with the yeah. passion to where it's, like, uncomfortable hatred. Like, I, every time we talk about him, he, I learn something new and about him because she, like, has to tell me all these stories. But um, it's so important because it makes you feel like, I don't know, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable as a kid. Right, yeah. Because, like, and, and I refer, it's funny because I just refer to myself as a kid. You look like a kid. <laughs> But I was just saying, like, I'm in that, like, mm -hmm. when it comes to my parents, I feel like I'm still in that, like, mental stage. Like, I I brought so much of what happened to me as a kid into my adulthood, mm -hmm. and I'm still, like, growing from that. But, um, yeah, no, I, 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 kudos to you, because you're normal as hell. For I what don't you, feel like, I don't feel like I'm I, I, You seem normal. Like you seem normal, but for everything that you went through, that's insane. That's just a part of my story, but. It's no, about I know. You. I know. It's not about you. But I want to know more. <laughs> I want to know more. But that's, that's later with the drinks. Man, man, <laughs> um, that's so but, interesting. But that's why I love relationships. Yeah. And because I, I had a taste of it. Yeah. I had a taste of what it's like. And you know, a great relationship. Um, but that's just me. Like I, I love love. Yeah. One of my friends told me that she was like, Mike, you love love, and I'm like, I do. Yeah. Hundred percent love love. And if, if I'm clingy, then I'm clingy. Like. So you women out there that wanna those chase those guys that are gonna treat you like shit that it ain't him that never want you <laughs> want want you around. Why they never want you around? Because they out fucking around on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think about that shit. <laughs> I want my girl everywhere. My I, cause I used to tell true. my first wife because um, I used to be. This is when I was deep in entertainment, like and being in studios three four in the morning, and she used to be like, you know, what do y'all do lately? And so for like I think it was like two years. I start taking her to the studio with me. I was like, I ain't got nothing high. Like, come with me. Like, hang out with me. You know? Yeah. So for two years, she did it. Then she, after two years, she's like, you know what? I don't want to go no more. Go on and go to work. <laughs> she's like, I'm over that shit. <laughs> like, I could be like sleep. I've seen it. I'm yeah, done. like, I'm good. <laughs> but, um, but with my second wife, like, we did everything together. Um, and that's what I love about it. Yeah. When you can find a partner that you guys are best friends, yeah. you guys can do anything together. I mean, that's just the best shit. That's, that's what yeah. I'm looking for. That's I mean, I, I hope I can get it again. I yeah. Mean, I was blessed to have it twice. Right. But now I'm so picky and it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, tough. so I don't like being single. hundred yeah. percent. I hate being single. I, it's I, the worst time of my life right now. Yeah. I mean, being, <laughs> being in a relationship for me is a struggle and I've learned that, um, you got to work on, I got to work on me first before I can be in a well, relationship. Like, I wouldn't want anyone to tell, I, I want to know what's wrong with me. Mm. I don't want to learn through, like, the reactions of others. I mm. want to know what's wrong with me before anybody else could tell me what's wrong with well, me. Well, I can say this, because um, I just took a course last year, and I just graduated uh, last month, last month, mm -hmm. uh, Applied Positive Psychology. Mm -hmm. And um, that was an eight-month course. And I can tell you, I learned so much and grown so much from that course. Yeah. Like I never put myself first until yeah. I took that course. Now I'm, I'm putting, that's why I said I'm not settling. Like I, I finally learned how to put myself first. Yeah, Even though I say I, I don't like being single, I am um, embracing it now. Yeah. Like I'm embracing my long time and I'm embracing the, the process of being single and doing, that's why you see me go to alchemy by myself now. Mm -hmm. Last year, that was not me. 
if I wasn't on the phone with somebody, be like, hey, you want to go somewhere? No, I'll be sitting at home. I never mm-hmm. went nowhere by myself. Right. But now I'm getting out. I'm doing things by myself now, and I'm enjoying it. Of course, I know people everywhere yeah, I go. Yeah, But it was, it was a time where I couldn't go nowhere if, if you wasn't staying out. Me too, up there. Dang. Yeah, I love going out. I love going out by myself. I feel like if it, I, I like meeting new people. I so, do too, but it's harder for a guy. Yeah, because, like, if you, depending on who like you talk to. when I met with you, you thought I was flirting with you, and you didn't I start did saying. Not, I don't, I so don't I was like, see, I that's what I'm saying, that. that the struggle is real for us. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. I don't know where my head was when you, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think, I, I don't think I yeah. thought you were, you know, I'm very naive to that stuff, though. I am. Yeah, I'm right. Not, yes, I am. Stop I am Stop very it. naive to that Written. stuff. I do not, okay. I'm telling you, I'm. So Stuff you don't, goes right so are you one of those so are you one of those women that are very attractive and everybody just gravitates towards you but you don't see that? I feel like I feel like I don't I I, I guess so. I I feel like I don't see wow. it cuz I I genuinely like like people. Like I just I know like you do. people I'm just so I just feel like I'm just, I'm doing it because, you know, like I just talk to people and I feel like people want to talk to me because they find me interest, interesting, but I never really. We're going to get off the dating topic because <laughs> you're, you're just not cooperating. You know? What are you talking about? <laughs> not cooperating. And before we run out of time, i got uh-huh. more important questions to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. All right. I want to know, um, how do you deal with your mental health? Like, what are some of your things that you deal with, like, your jolt of joys? Okay, so, um, well, I'm in therapy once a week. Dope. Uh, so I do that. Um, and I've been, I've been in therapy for about three years. Okay. So I've been, I've been very consistent with it. Um, when it comes to my mental health, I just try new things. Like, I'll try meditation. I'll exercise. Um, I'll read. Read books on, like, emotional intelligence. Um, I ref- I'll, I'll do anything except for take medication. I won't take medication. I, I'm, yeah, I don't take medication. Either. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to become a shell of myself. I don't want to sure. like, ma- I don't want to mask my feelings. I want to understand them. So another thing that I do when it does come to my mental health is like, I'm, what I'm allowing myself to do is actually like feel feelings. Because a lot of the time, like if I, if I felt bad about something or I was going through like a really mentally challenging day, you know, you'll smoke a little bit of weed or you'll drink or you'll do anything to just numb it. Mm -hmm. I'm learning that it's almost, it's like, it's like a marathon, not a race. You know what I'm saying? So you have to feel those feelings. And a lot of people don't want to, they don't want to face it. Um, So that's something new that I'm doing. Cause before I try to, if I'm asking it, I get angry. I get impulsive. I'm doing crazy. I'm doing crazy stuff. Well, you're supposed to feel all your feelings. Like, that's what they're for. And, and most people think, like, and I, and I use this as an example all the time, like anger, right? Mm-hmm. Anger is actually a healthy emotion. Just like yeah. all your feelings and emotions. They're all healthy. It's when you add aggression to the anger is when that's when it's not healthy. Yeah. But if you, if you look at all your emotions as little characters inside your story, right? It's up to you how much time you give each of those emotions. So if you're feeling sad, feeling depressed, it's okay. Embrace yeah. it. Yeah. But don't spend too much time there. And don't right. let that character have so much of your time. Oh, 100%. Like you have to, you have to use that, utilize it yeah. almost. Like use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. So like what I've been doing now is like 
I'll, if I find myself in a really weird situation, like I'll step outside of myself and I'll be like, all right, perspectively, Brittany, why are you feeling this way? What is this really about? Like I, I dissect it now. I dissect it in that moment so that I don't get to that like crazy place. Cause I've, it's so easy. It's so easy to just like go back to what you, what you're comfortable with. And this is again, making myself uncomfortable. It is so freaking uncomfortable feeling those freaking feelings that I have been masking for so long. It's so difficult. It's so uncomfortable, but you got to do it. That's that's, what makes you stronger. Yeah, for sure. And I I used to do it. I started doing that years ago um, where I used to stop myself. Right. Like if I were, if I'm ever in a, even like today when I'm in a, not today, today, but I'm just saying like, now, if I'm ever in a bad mood mm-hmm. or if I feel my energy real low, mm-hmm. I'll pause and be like, okay, I'll try to identify what was the trigger. Yeah. What, what was it that got me here? Yep. And then I'll, then I'll acknowledge it. Like, yep. okay, you know what? I was talking to that person or I read that email or text. That's yep. what got me here. Acknowledge it, accept it, and try to let it pass. Whether it's an hour, five minutes, whatever. I'll just let it take its course. Acceptance is yeah. is a... It's a bitch. And then I, you know, but because you have to accept it, right? Because one, like I was saying earlier, you can't control people and people can't control you. Yeah. So the only thing you control is yourself. So if you just read a text or you were just talking to somebody and they put you in a bad space, they didn't put you in a bad space. You put yourself in a bad space because you listened to them. You allowed them to put you in that bad space. There it is. Yeah. So you have to accept that. And that's where most people fail to understand. Yeah. Like if you're arguing with somebody, you just... They just, what they say, misery loves company? Mm-hmm. They just pulled you into their negative space. Yeah, yeah. And you allowed it because yep. you took you took their hand and you let them pull you into that space. Yeah, yeah. So if you're you arguing, have to accept it. Yeah, if you're arguing with somebody, the it's their object is not to make you feel good. Right. It's like, why let them win? Why? I know how to walk away real quick. I'm, I'm learning to. I'm learning to walk away. away yeah, I'm, le- I'm learning to walk away. Are you know what? You know what else I'll do? Like if I don't want to, if I don't want to like deal with the situation where I'm like it's not going anywhere, I'm like you're right. That's fine. You're right. You could be right. That's mm-hmm. fine. And I'll walk away because what am I? What do I have to gain from somebody who's hard headed that doesn't want to hear or, my, my point of view? Or what I tell people is because I, I never want someone to be like I'm being dismissive, right? Right. So I just tell them like you know what, today's not a good day for us to talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk tomorrow. When, you know, I, you know, cause that, that way is giving them a time to calm down. Cause when someone's up here with that high energy and they just arguing, they've been argumentative, they got to calm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you're getting through with that. Unless right. you trying to, again, like you said earlier, trying to out yell them. Yeah. That never works. Right. So it's like, you know what? Let's just talk tomorrow. Cause yeah. today's not a good day. Yeah. I don't, I don't talk in that headspace no more. If I'm angry, I, I give it a day or two or three, like until I've dissect, like again, right. I dissect everything now. Right. And that's like, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's so much harder than just like go just. It is work. Yeah. It, than being impulsive and doing everything that I used to like, it's, it's hard, but I mean, nothing worth having comes easy. So Exactly. I definitely like want to be able to control myself. I don't think, want anybody to control my emotions think, for me. Think about the um, person you're going to become. I mean, you've already proven that already. Yeah. Like if you look at you, like anytime you look at your life and be like, wow, you know, I've moved the needle. Yeah. I'm way better than I was last year. Mm-hmm. You know, five years from now, which we all should be doing. Right. Oh, yeah. You should not be the same person you was last year. No. And, and so if you're moving the needle and everybody, 
measurements are different. Mm-hmm. Even if you move the needle just a little bit, that's yeah. progress. Absolutely. Keep going. Yeah, it was hard, but keep going. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that's yeah. where I'm that's where I'm at right now. And I actually like take pride in that. That I'm able because a lot of people I, I've I've seen I've witnessed it, especially like people from, you know, my mom's generation. They didn't they didn't talk about mental health. So this oh, was no, yeah. they didn't talk about it like nothing was wrong with you, like nothing a beaten can't can't fix. So obviously, like in my youth, I didn't know anything about mental health, anything about it. I just knew either I was bad or I was good, nothing in between. Mm-hmm. And I just ignored all the, all my other feelings and emotions. Right. But now I'm I'm glad that I get to do this because now I get to pass it down to my daughter. Right. And it's same for me. Like I said, when I when I grew up, I didn't have you know no support, no any of that. I had to learn a lot of shit from yeah. the streets. And that I mean I I'm not mad at the way I grew up because it it made me who I am. Even though it took me until you know my late adulthood to understand mental health and how to really treat people. Yeah. But I'm not mad at, you know, my early 20s and everything that I went through because it all that taught me as well. Where did where did you live at 14 when you when you left? You so just lived on the streets? Yeah, I was, I was homeless for a while. Um at 14 did you go to school and stuff or you just Yeah, I mean. You did all, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just fast it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, um I mean I so I was born in Inglewood, then I I moved over to Gardena. Uh, so I was raised in Gardena for, you know, some years. And then I think at, um, I want to say, seven, 17, I want to say 17, um, I went back to Inglewood. Um, so when I say I was on my own since I was 14, so at 14, and you're trying to get me to go to my story. At 14, <laughs> um, at 14, I, my, my grandmother raised me. So all these years, she raised me in Gardena. So at 14, um, my father had tried to take me and move in with him. Mm. And he tried to, he was living, I think, West Covina at the time. Mm. And I, I went for like, I want to say like a week or two. And when he went to work, I left. Like I had a homie that lived in Pomona, like right down the street. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, can you take me to the hood? <laughs> <laughs> and he came and picked you me just, up. You, what, what was it about your living with your dad for the two weeks? You just, it, it just. Me and him never got along. Well, oh, see, okay. I, and I'm the baby of seven kids. Oh, damn. Okay. At all the seven kids, he is the only one that whooped me and treated yeah. me like shit. Mm. He treated everybody like, everybody loves him. Oh, dad is great. What are you talking about? My dad. Yeah. He only treated me like shit. Damn. So, I mean, it's just a long story beside, behind all that as well. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a reason why, um. I, I didn't like him. And I, not, and I know I started it because at a young age, I don't know what it was, but just as a young age, I think like at 12, I started like mentally growing up and like, hey, what he doing ain't right. right. I used to tell my brothers and sister, hey, that, that ain't right. Yeah. They're like, Mike, you're only talking about you young, young. I was like, Stay in right. your place. Like they, yeah. And when they got older, they realized a lot of things that, they, that he did to them and screwed them over. And they're like, oh, now I know what you're talking about. Mm. But I noticed that shit when I was 12. Wow. So at 14, um, I went I went back to my grandmother's house. But at that time, like she was like already 80, 85 years old. Like she couldn't take care of me. So that's why I said I was on my own. You were pretty, like, yeah. I, yeah. Was, I, I was still living in our house until I was 17. That's when I went to Inglewood. That's when I became homeless. Like I, I was on the streets at that point. 
But those mm. three years right there, I was still living with her, but I was still like taking care of myself. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, but I I never liked him. Um, I never. It's a long story. Is he alive today? No. Did you have a conversation with him? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, uh, we knew he was gonna pass away. Um, so <clears throat> three months prior to it, um, I made my peace with him. Yeah. And I did it for me. Like I didn't do it for him. I did it for me. Yeah. But yeah. I was cool. Um, you know, and then he passed away. That's my next step. Is for me to like make amends with my dad. Yeah. Because he's he's. Um, I, I, I personally think he's a narcissist. Um, I being raised by a narcissist, like it's, it's messes with your mental. Um, but that's the one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm working on. I actually wrote out a really, really detailed letter that I want to read to him. I'm currently like, um, I decided that I wasn't going to have him in my life. So he's been trying like desperately to like be back in my life, but I'm like, I'm 35, man. Like I needed you when I was a kid. Right. And now I just don't, I've, I've accepted it. And that was really tough for me. Mm -hmm. And now you want to come in when I'm 35? Like, like, where were you then? I don't need a dad anymore. You know what I mean? So the way that I'm approaching it is I got to get to know you and maybe we can be friends, but you don't have to father me. Like you don't have to do that anymore because whatever you were doing before, when you were absent out of my life, you were good. So go back to when you were good. Mm I wasn't a spot or a blimp on your radar. Right. So I don't need, I don't need a dad anymore. When I think of like accomplishments in my life, I don't think of like seeing him in the front row. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, that portion of it is a ghost to me now. And it took me a long time. I heard a lot of people on the way, you know, a lot of people, he, him damaging me. I projected that on everybody. So, you know, what, and, and that's <clears throat> saying with me and to this day, it, it bothers me because it's a lot of things that um, I projected onto my kids and, and, and I see it and I'm like, fuck, dude, I hate it that I, I did that. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, I, and, and I always told myself if I ever had kids, I wouldn't be my father. Yeah. And, and I wasn't. Yeah. But there, there was little things that I see that I did um, that I didn't don't like. But you can reflect. Yeah. They they don't reflect like my dad, my mom, mom they don't they don't reflect. Mm. They just want to hear that look, I did the best I could, be appreciative, you had a house, you you know, you had a roof over your head, all of that. But the fact that they mess me up mentally, they don't want to take they don't want to take, take responsibility. They don't yeah. want to take a responsibility for that. But you know, it is what it is. But my dad did the same. So like when I when I went to the hospital and visited him, um, like I said, I did it for myself. And it wasn't to go and get any type of forgiveness or sorry. Like I went, I can't explain why I went, but I, like, I didn't want, I didn't want, like you said, I didn't want him to be a dad mm-hmm. at that moment. Right. Right. I didn't want him to explain himself Yeah. because everything that you did didn't matter at that time. Like, right. It doesn't matter now. Right. Like I wanted to just have peace. Yeah. So I went there almost every day uh, for like the last three months because he was in hospice for like three months. Mm. And it was just, you know, hey, how you doing? You need anything? You know, it's just peaceful. Yeah. Like everything else didn't matter no more. Yeah. Like I don't need no explanations, no sorries, no none of that because it doesn't matter because it's not going to change anything. Mm. So now it's just, okay, how do we move forward? Yeah. So we move forward with just peace. Yes. Yes. Like, like let's make these last couple of months just peaceful and good. Yeah. What is it? The uh, for forgiveness is accepting the sorry you're never going to get. Is right. that the saying? Yeah. 
yeah, like that's, that's, that's what I have to, that's what I'm living with. And I'm good with it, you know. I, um, yeah, I have to let it go. And I need to figure out who he is now because I don't know who he is. Right. I'd ask me his favorite color, his favorite food, where he lives. I don't, I know nothing. So, you know, the fact that he's trying, I'm like, all right. And you know what? To be honest, it's, it's messed up because he was the one that really got me into the entertainment industry. Oh, wow. He's responsible for that. So, like, I do appreciate him for that. And I, I will never, ever take that for granted. When I was a kid, he worked in radio. He worked out here, actually, on KMix 106. And um, he had his own, like, talk show. And I used to come in as a kid. It's like one of my, it's like one of my best nostalgic memories. I used to come in as a kid. I used to do uh, work with him all the time. I used to do um, commercials. Uh, we did this thing called the Shacktacular back then where Shaq would run these events for kids. And they would get to, like, do like little competitions with celebrities being the like the the main uh the leaders of the right. of the groups. Um I saw I've seen like in sync in person back in the day. I've seen, you know, uh just big name big name celebrities. And being in that was fascinating to me. Like I loved every minute of it. I loved just being engulfed in like the entertainment industry, being behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And he was the one that he was, it's, it's his fault. It's wow. his fault that I fell in love with comedy and entertainment and all of this stuff. And it was, I have great memories and I hold on to that, mm -hmm. but that's the thing. He holds on to, to it too. So that's all we talk about when we see each other. Now, remember that time I took you to Shack House and I was that, like, yeah, a, I, I do, but that's a start. It's, it's a start. Yeah, a start. It is a start, but we have no new memories and we have nothing else to talk about. And he doesn't, know anything about me and you, you know what though um and we, we got to keep in mind too that um like how what you were saying earlier like mental health with our parents and their parents was never talked about it wasn't even mm -mm. like they, they didn't have the resources and tools that we have now right mm -hmm. so even when i look back at that um i don't blame them right because yeah they don't they didn't have the tools that we have right so i can't blame them for something that they didn't have access to Absolutely. maybe they did have therapy and all that but it's not it was it's not um as big as it now I talked about it as it now right so i can't be mad at that like they grew up differently yeah right so and everybody's capacity is different right, right? so the, our parents and our grandparents their capacity is way different than what we have now like we talk about mental health we're more open now yeah and you know hopefully now we can pass that on to our kids and you know the generations just get better and better yeah. um but we can't can't be mad at that no no you you can learn you yeah. can learn from it that's all you could do you know because with, with my daughter i listen to everything i right. ask her questions how you feeling even the stuff that i don't really care about with the you know the stuff that like you know her gossiping and all this like i'm just like all right i'll listen to it because i don't i want her to feel heard mm -hmm. you know like I, that's really important to me that she feels heard her, yeah and me and her relationship because of that like that little people don't know how important that is and and in turn like i feel like i can like turn to her she's like she's she's my best friend but you know most people um they all they just want to be heard yeah, that's, that's it. why listening is so important. Like most people, they just want to be heard. Yeah, they want to feel and, they want to feel appreciated, accepted. They want to be heard. They want right. to be acknowledged like they want to know that they matter. Right. And I definitely that's one of the things that I pride myself on is the, my relationship with my daughter. Right. I were I worked hard on it because I knew I did not want to have the same relationship with my daughter that I had with my dad. 
hundred percent. Yeah. So I pride myself on my, my relationship. Good. Yeah. Well, congratulations on it. Yeah. We're tight. <laughs> she like she likes me. Like she wants to hang out she with likes me. You. Like she calls me and asks me like when I'm when am I coming home? I miss you. Like who what what eighteen year old wants to hang out with their mom all the time? That's crazy. Hey, well my, my daughter don't don't want to hang out with me right now. <laughs> Why? You're cool. I am. Tell my daughter that. Tell my daughter that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know what? It's funny. Me and my daughter, and I could be honest about it right now. um, For some reason, me and her have a a hate-love relationship right now. Mm. Like, when she was little, me and her were the best friends. Yeah. And then when she got older, something happened. And then we got cool again. And then all of a sudden, now, like, we're in this weird space. Like, I was with her on Christmas Eve, and... um, like I, I mean, she was there with the family. We was talking, and um, it's the first time I ever saw my daughter get drunk. My daughter was lit. That was hilarious. <laughs> so um, she was there, and she got lit. And um, I left because I was in my. We always go to my sister house in Pasadena, mm. and my daughter and my son still live with the mom in Santa Clarita. So I left, and um, I had to go to Valencia because I had to charge my car. So I could make it home. So I stopped in Valencia and Nina, um, she, Dermont, she called me and she was like, hey, where you at? I was like, I'm in Valencia charging my car. And she was like, okay, cool. She's like, don't go nowhere. And I was like, well, I can't. She's like, I got to charge my car. <laughs> I got to <laughs> yeah. be here for another 30 minutes. Yeah. And she was like, okay, good. She was like, is Kira is fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and I saw her, like when I left her, she was tipsy, right? But she, she like my daughter, she's like um, a happy drunk. Happy drunk. <laughs> like, yeah. And emotional, I just found out. I didn't know mm. that. I knew she was a happy like because when I left her, she was like laughing, but she was drunk and she just giggled at everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna need help um, getting her upstairs because they stay in a, uh, a condo, but they stay up like three f- flights." Oh dang! So um, I was like, "All right, cool. Just let me know when when you close by." Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so I met her at their house, and. Uh, <laughs> I got out the car and my daughter was crying. Uh, she's straight crying. I'm like, why is she crying? She's like, man, she's been crying the whole damn time from Pasadena all the way to here. <laughs> Dang. I'm dying laughing. Nina has the phone in her hand recording the whole thing. <laughs> like, like, are you recording Like, you got to see this in the I'm morning. Like, she's like, oh, hell yeah. She's going she gonna to watch this You got to see this. <laughs> what you put us through? So she's trying to get her out the car and I'm just standing there. I'm laughing. And she's looking at me. She's like, are you going to help me? And I'm like, because the way the garage is, is like no space, right? right. So I'm like, well, you got to turn around so I can grab her. Yeah. And like, my, and mind you, my daughter is short and thin. Mm-hmm. My daughter literally, and I'm not even exaggerating, looks like a little 12-year-old. That's funny. But she's 22, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, you got to turn around so I can grab her, right? <laughs> she pulls her out of the car. She hits her head on the door. She's like, ouch. <laughs> And then my daughter, my daughter, she said, ouch, but she's laughing and crying. She's laughing and crying at the same time. That's so I'm not crazy. knowing what to do here. That's crazy. <laughs> and then she's like, I got to pee. And then all of a sudden Nina drops her. She's like, you got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> she drops down back on the seat. And then she grabs her. So I pick her up. And then when I picked her up, my job, I don't even think my daughter is 90 pounds. <laughs> I picked her up and I was like, damn, you heavy. She was like, that's rude. <laughs> And I had to cover up like three flights of stairs. Dang, dang. But so That's I was wild. like, we, we have That's this wild. crazy thing going on right yeah. now. But yeah. It was just funny. I'd never seen her that lit before. Yeah. Like yeah. she couldn't walk. It was just, it was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah, but, uh, man. Anyways, that's my story. And uh, 
We running out of time, and because you wanted to talk about me, and this was supposed to be all about you. And you are a very interesting person. I'm finding out. I got more questions, but we can we'll we'll talk about that later. Oh wow, you got questions for me? Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not about me though. Yeah, maybe maybe I maybe someone should do your podcast and interview you. Why? This is your story. I know. It's not about me. It's never about me. Well, that's why I'm saying we could switch roles. Yeah. I'll take over. Brittany, uh, take over. Brittany, Brittany Pettis. Take over. Like Brittany that. Pettis, take over. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> but what's next for Brittany? Let's talk about that before we wrap this up. Man, okay. So uh, what's next right now? I am running a lot of comedy shows in the Antelope Valley. Um, we're working on getting a building so I can start teaching again for the new year for 2024. Um, but right now I'm just trying to take over. I'm just trying to take over the entertainment industry right now. Um, I'm doing really good locally, making a name for myself and, um, I want to expand. I want to expand. I want to get, I want to get LA. I want to get San Diego. I want to get wherever the comedy scenes are. I want to, I want to tackle those. So you want, you want to, you need, you're looking for a building to what? Uh, to teach. To teach. Yeah, we have, well, I'm working with a girl named Mitra. She has this, um, she has this company called uh, California Performing Arts. And um, they do all type of things with the arts, like music for kids, for usually for the youth. But um, I also do acting for um, adults as well, like scene studies and stuff like that. But uh, we just, we, she's looking for a building right now. And it's going to be kind of like a, kind of like a YMCA type feel, you know, kids can go and like just have an outlet to express themselves. And that's where I come, I come in for the acting and the improv and okay, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I'm, what I'm trying to do is quit my job so I can do this full time. That's, that's what I'm, I got bills, man. We all got bills. (laughs) I got a lot of them. Yeah. Face. (sighs) Don't don't listen to me. No, no, no. You're smart. A lot of my friends. I've, no, you know what? I've never, I've never had a nine to five job. I know you were telling me about that. That's fascinating but to me. There, there's good things about that, and there's bad things about it. What's the, what's the good things? The good thing is, I, whenever I die, I can literally be like Frank Sinatra and be like, I did this shit my way. Hell yeah. And what's the bad? That's, that's you know what? That's, that's the most important thing to me is. Yeah. I, like, I'm going to ask you a question. Where's the richest place in the world? The richest place in the world? Yeah. I'm going to guess Dubai? Why everybody say Dubai? I don't know. Everybody says Dubai. That's not the richest place in the world. Where is it? The funeral. Uh, cemetery. Sorry. Cemetery. Not funeral. Yes. Yeah. Because what, yeah. what, 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 what people held on to all those dreams and ideas that they had and they never acted on. Mm. Yeah. That's true. That's why I, I just do shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what it is, what it takes. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. If it don't work, cool. At least I said, you know what? I tried. I did it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I... I, that's... I don't want no regrets. Yeah. Like, I did it. Like, honestly, I've done everything that I want. Like, I have a graphic design background. That's how I started off in TV. I've done everything I wanted to do graphically. Mm-hmm. Like, I've designed everything. I don't have big billboards on big buildings. I, I've designed everything, clothes, shoes, everything. Yeah. Not saying I was successful in everything, but I did it. Yeah. Like it was in my checklist. Like I, I designed that. I did that. Um, entertainment wise, I believe I've done everything I want to do. Mm. I produced a show. I'd executive produced a show. Um, I've never actually, like this wasn't never in my plan. Mm. 
like I was always behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I was never supposed to be in front of the camera, in front of the mic, right. hosting my own show. Like, but it's something that I'm doing. Yeah. And I love it. Um, but I've, I've done everything that I want to do. So I'm actually writing two books right now. That's the yes. two things that uh, I'm trying to finish. Yes. What, what are they about? Mental health. I love it. One's, one's an autobiography of my life. Yeah. And the other one is a mindset. I love That's why that. I always wear mindset stuff. Love it. So, yeah. That's so dope. I, but, um, I can't wait to read it. I can't wait to finish the book. <laughs> it's been three years. Uh, but it's a journey. You know like what? It I, is. It's, it's Writing gonna, a book is hard. Oh, and you know what? My last guest that I had on the show last week, um, she wrote a book called Exposed. Um, it's about human trafficking because she was in that world for 10 years. Oof. And it took her, I want to say, oh, my God, it took her a lot of years. I forgot. Five, 10 years or something to write a book? That, that sounds about but right. when you're writing a book, um, it, it's... It's supposed to, it's supposed to come out when it's supposed to. Like she was, because she was just talking about this. She said, if she would have wrote the book like five years ago and finished, like she could have just finished it, right? Yeah. She said it it, it wouldn't have made sense. Right. Like it's it's a it's part of your journey, your story. Absolutely. Like I can write a mindset book and be done with it in the next three months, right? Right. But I feel like it's not it's not time for it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My journey still, obviously my journey is going to continue to grow, but it's not time for the book Yeah, yet. Yeah. And I don't want to rush it. Yeah, listen to your intuition. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it's taking me so long. Yeah. It'll pay off in the, in the long run. Yeah. It really will. All that time spent, it's going to pay off. So um, I don't know why we got on it. Did you just revert that back to me? I love this. See, no. I'm already you, taking See how over. you did it? Like, I, I didn't, I didn't even realize you just did that. Like, I was you know like, what? wait a minute. How do we get back to me? <laughs> To be honest, I don't know how I'm doing it either. Like, I just, I'm just fast. I'm very interested. You're an like, interesting person. You all hear that? I'm an interesting person. You are. I got that on tape. You got it on tape. That's going to be the promo. I'm going to just loop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I was asking what's next for you. And, um, yeah, what's next for you? I didn't, even, I didn't even get to all these questions. I know. A, we we missed a lot. To, we're going to have to do a part two of this now. Yeah, because we kind of like, we went on one road and then we, it took us but, in another direction. But, but no, that's, the, that's but great that's, that's what I love about um, having these open conversations. Yeah. Like, I never know where it's going to go. Um, yeah. But actually went to a good places. Like, we had a good, touched on a lot of good things. I think so. So I liked it. Yeah. You know, um, we okay. were raw. We were real. I like right. these conversations. So, you're doing a show tomorrow night? Yes, I am at the Alchemy Road. Shout out to Alchemy Road. Um, you're doing, you're going to be there, I don't know, did you guys uh, make it final? Like, you're going to be there once a month? Once a month, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, so I like yep. that. Yep, it's official. It's official. Yeah, we're going to just keep I feel like I had, a, I had a part in that. I, th- I feel you, like I had a part you in were, that. You were a part of that conversation I know I was there at day. the bar. Yeah. yeah, I know I was there. <laughs> I feel like I had a part in that. I think you did. Okay. So, thank you. If I haven't thanked you already. I'm going to need a mic. Uh, thank you for mic. <laughs> you don't believe I'm a good producer. I, no, produ- I produce things. Of course. Yeah. You're great. Look at everything you built here. Anyway, so thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate that. Thank you for um, having me. I need a mic drop from you, though. You need a mic drop from me. I know you don't even know what it is because you don't watch my show. Damn it. Damn. 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 I'm so embarrassed. So my drop <laughs> is um, at the end of all my shows, someone leaves the uh, like leaves like an inspirational quote, 
inspirational. Sometimes, so I, I do these things like, hey, well, I, I would, I'm going to take a piece of your thing. Mm. You know, notice this mic drop. Mm. Like, that's my name, Mike. You might see that. That's my name. You, you get it's it? Clever. It's clever. Yeah, no, it's clever. <laughs> 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 no, it's just an inspiration. Like, what you want to leave people? Like, uh, words of wisdom, a poem, a rap, whatever you want. Um, I'll just leave people with this. Um, you know, um, never give up on yourself. Uh, just remember that you are worth, um, you're, that you're worth it, you know? Just make sure that you know your value. And for me, I'm learning that people don't remember what you do or people don't remember what you say. They just remember how you make them feel. So be cognizant of that, you know? Everybody else is going through a hard time. And I'm learning, like, being kind to yourself and being kind to others, is it, it makes uh, the world a difference. So uh, just be aware. Be self-aware. Learn about yourself. Um, and, you know, don't, don't neglect, you know, feeling that, what we talked about today, like feeling the pain and, and the sorrow at all. It, we're no exceptions to that. So um, embrace it and make something out of it and laugh. I, I, if, if I didn't talk about laughter, being a comedian, uh, I, I, I would be doing this interview no justice. So remember to laugh and remember to, to love deep, love hard. Um, and, yeah, just continue to grow. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I want to leave this with you guys. Um, this is a new year. Um, first show of the 2024. This is the first show? Yes, so you can, say, you can say you could say I was one of Mike's first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not probably probably not out loud without any context. Sonnets, <laughs> so perverted. <laughs> so perverted. I was his first. Hey, but this is the great thing about having your show. You say what the fuck you want. Can't nobody right. tell me no difference. Anyway, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I, I want to <clears throat> leave this with um, people since it is a new year. It's never too late to start. Never too late to start all over. Um, if you have dreams, ambitions, goals, um, go after it. Yes. It's never too late. You can do anything, one, you can set your mind to. Um, so just go after it. It's a new year. Why not? Like last year came and gone. Don't let another year come and go. Go after your dream. Enjoy your life. Say at the end of the day, you did it your way. Yes. Yes. 100%. What's your what's your New Year's resolution? I don't have it. You have none. No. Just live in the present day by day. Yeah, because um, I mean I don't. I mean, obviously I have goals, right? But they don't they don't just start in the new year. Yeah, yeah. People use this as like, a time. Yeah, to be like, and, and I hate it because and I said that a couple of shows ago. Like, okay, we, we're at the end of the year and everybody's about to. Well, new year, new me, this blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, you guys have these big-ass expectations. And then you take these big-ass steps. And because you can't make that leap, now you give up. Yeah. Like, how many people gonna, was in the gym all this week? And they probably going to give up next week or following weeks, <laughs> right? Because right? they don't see the results, right? Right. Um, baby steps make the biggest impacts. Yeah. So if you want to work out, lose weight, or do whatever your goals are, take the small steps. Yeah, and there's no better time than the present. And there's no, and don't look at, there's a destination. Like, it's a journey. 
Yes. Like, I know you probably want to lose weight, you know, for the summer coming up, blah, blah. But you got can't look at it like that. Because once you start, again, putting these big-ass expectations on yourself, right? Yeah. Then that's where you get to start discouraged. Right, right. Like, just be realistic. Be in be in the journey. In the journey, exactly. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Be, in it. be a part of it, yeah. Oh, you got some words. Do I? I like that. You're bringing it out of me, Mike. You're bringing it out of me. See, that's why I like this. See, most people would have thought that I was going to come on here and promote you and, you know, come on, which we did. But it's really just about you. So now people know more about who Brittany is. It's about about being real. I love it. It is, yeah. I love it. I love it. And you're very easy to talk to. You're definitely in the right business. Okay. (laughs) I was going to make a comment. (laughs) Notice that the second time. Here we go. Four times. <laughs> hey, I'm here now. All right. That's that's important. That's all that I'm here now. I'm here now. I truly do appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for making people laugh because we need that. Of course. Especially nowadays. Yes, absolutely. We need laughter, you guys. Laugh, laugh at your own pain. Laugh at my pain. Shit, don't give a fuck. That's why I tell oh, my story. Yeah. I don't. That's why I tell my story. Yeah. Do you know me telling my story on here um, has made me feel so much better? Yeah. And I don't, I don't care what people think about it. People could laugh at it, make fun of it, but like, I don't care. I guess the older we get, like I, I feel like I'm old now. Like you know, <laughs> old, you know, old, old people really have zero fucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you met an old person, like, they have zero fucks. <laughs> I'm starting to feel that. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm just enjoying my life. It's beautiful when you get to that place, though. It is. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. thank you Bloody. again. Brittany. Thank you for bringing oh, me on. Oh, wait, wait. One question. Yes. What does LMP mean? Okay, so. Um, I'm going to make time for that. What is okay, LMP? okay. So, um, I used it as an acronym. But it's really like my middle name and the last initial of my last name. It, so Ellen, my, my middle name is Ellen. Ellen? Yeah. So I oh. took the L and the N, Ellen, and then P for Pettis. So I just put it together, Ellen P. Just a direct reflection of, of who I am. So That's yeah, cute. Brittany, El- Brittany Ellen. That's that cute. sounds a little country, no? I mean, Brittany That's Ellen. cute, though. <laughs> my middle name? Yeah. Oh, okay. But wait a minute. So... I'm making time for it. Hold on. No, it's not. Okay. Um, my battery died. <laughs> it did, did, it ca- did it catch all? Did it catch the podcast? No, it did. It just, oh, okay, it just, okay. it just went off. That's oh, why. okay. That's why I try to keep it up about an hour and a half. But yeah. the audio is still going. Oh, okay. Um, why you don't never um, rap when you do karaoke? That's a good freaking question. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I usually do. I think, you know what it is? I think I feel for the crowd more so than like, like what would they enjoy just as much as I would. So they listen to rap. They, they listen to rap. Okay. <laughs> they listen but, to rap. but you know what? I also love doing like badass like chick songs. Like mm. when it comes to like, um, like chicks and bands. I love like when you have a band and the lead singer is a chick. They're just so badass to me. Right. So I usually go for like the, the badass chick songs. You know, Alanis Morissette, um, No Doubt, um, uh, Three Non Blondes, like people like that. I might with Ch- uh, Tracy Chapman, 
Um, that's why I, I, those to me are like empowering women. I guess I shouldn't be like, I, I take my karaoke really seriously, apparently. But, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> like way too seriously that I should. But yeah, so I, I go for that. But I don't know. That's a great question. I probably did it like once. I did like an Eminem song. Yeah. That Superman song. Did you? you know that song? Yeah. Well, yeah, no one. But yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think you can pull off, man. Oh, I also did Outcast. Um, uh, AT Aliens. I've done that mm. before too, and I like doing that song too. I'm gonna have to hear this. Uh, one. I'm gonna have to hear this one day. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it for karaoke. All right, <laughs> I'll do it for karaoke. Let's I go. Hear it. I want to hear it. Let's go. All right, so that's it. We are out of here. Thank you again. Appreciate you. I appreciate you.